We've had a three-week layoff. It's been three. We've still put a few tips out there here and there, but all in all, we've had a really good pick of grass. We've actually put a few kilos on. I don't know what, uh, maybe it's just a winter coat, potentially. Um, we've put a few kegs on. We're back. We're ready to go. Second again, boys. Jacko, brother, welcome back. Good to be back, mate. Good to see you. Definitely carrying a bit more in that little uh, midsection in there and got a bit of sun on the back, got a feed, as you said. Um, yeah, forced myself to the gym a little bit earlier today just to, you know, get, get, a, little bit of a, get a little bit of look in before the weekend and, um, you know, try and get us primed first up. Fantastic. I did hear that you'd gone to the gym this afternoon. Talk to me. What's, what's a regular gym program look like for Jackson Laurie? Well, mostly you're in there doing form and doing a bit of back and buys in between. So, you know, scrolling between Eagle Farm, bit of Belmont, you know, have, have a look around. Potentially even a cheeky little Thursday night at Packenham. You never know, depending on when you're there. But uh, yeah, look, mostly just hanging out, bit of back and buys. You know how it goes. Fantastic. Bit of a party pump. I've got to tell you, I've just started doing something and it's a bit rogue but I have started doing it. I've started doing a little bit of yoga slash mobility work. Now, <laughs> my body is 23 going on 56, mind you. So I do have to do this stuff to keep myself in good order. But yeah, I've started that. How's it making me feel? Look, pretty good. Pretty good, all in all. But I do feel a bit odd doing it. That Like there's a few things like this pigeon stretch and like some back mobilization there's a few names getting thrown around i've never heard of but yeah no look it's helping me get through week to week week to week at the moment um i suppose in footy season that's the that's the tough thing for me like i can't how do you be a punter and a footballer when you play at 2 2 p.m it's so tough like do you do you balance soccer as well or yeah yeah i've got soccer and it's always at between 2 and 3 p.m on a saturday it's a fucking nightmare when you know like how rude of them to put it on when the you know the group ones and group twos are on they should know better like whoever's sorting this out the administrators whoever it is come on guys wake up to yourselves well day two of the championships i nearly asked for an exemption to play in the 19s at 9 a.m just so i could kick the dew off and be right for later on in the day um <laughs> good news for one of our stable horses um we spoke about this horse being the quality of a horse that should be in the everest and the connections and dynamics indications have come together and basically said yeah we agree with you second again we really do marzu has been given a berth in the everest for this year and for next year as well so they've already locked him away for two years it's fantastic news isn't it it is. He's a super horse and we don't know how good he is yet. That's the thing. There's been a lot of talk, especially from the camp themselves, that he's got a bit of red zeal about him. You know, he's come back as a gelding, had that excellent prep, um, just seems to thrive on those wet tracks. But we'll need to see him do it at a really strong 1200. And, you know, we get to see that on the weekend, what he's really made of. And interesting to see that they went the both years instead of just this year. So, you know, it's, it's a bit of a declaration. So maybe the horse has got more in the tank than we, we know about yet. Absolutely. I just, I love the relationship that him and Sam Clifford and have. I hope it stays that way. Like I hope they don't try and, you know, get one of those really highly sort of thought about jockeys. I'm like just stick with Sammy. He's a jet. He has such a good relationship with the horse. Um, I really hope that's the way they go. There's some good racing this weekend. So we're going to cover three or four races here and there. So we've got three or four at Eagle Farm, which was originally the Doombin meeting, but apparently it's an absolute lake there. Um, Scone, we're going to do four races and then we're just going to cover a single race at Flemington and one being the Derby in Adelaide. We'll kick it off at Eagle Farm, which is pretty exciting. Race four, so it's the Stradbroke Calcutta three-year-old plate. It's over 1,400, so Star Tons is at the top, uh, three bucks. 
El Vencedor is 550, Mince Moment 6, Release the Bean 7s, Arente 10s, Ingratiating and Ranch Hander down there as well. It's It bats pretty deep, but Ranch Hander and Ingratiating these horses, like I, I feel like they're, they're nearly sort of done as three-year-olds. I don't know. They've been a bit disappointing. Did you have an opinion? Yeah, look, just on the on the, the two you just touched on there, and they're becoming very hard horses to trust in terms of are they going to show up on the day and really run through the line like we know a lot of horses can. So, look, it's it's disappointing, especially from those two camps. They are two of the best camps that we've seen. But at the end of the day, some horses are just overrun as two- and three-year-olds, and they've got nothing left once they you know try to kick on as a four- and five-year-old. So it's probably a good example of that happening there. In terms of a bet here, I'm with Starton, so I, um, I'm more than happy with that $3 quote there. I think she will be shorter on the weekend. She's a filly that's still on the up. She's just had not a lot go right. She's had excuses um, you know, throughout the, throughout the prep, last prep. I think she can get through the ground. She doesn't mind it, um, get, getting the toe in. She will get back, so they need to be making up ground at Eagle Farm. So hopefully we've got enough data from the first three races to step in here, but I'm more than happy to play on Starton here. I think it's an excellent chance. Really good run behind Count de Rupi as well. That was first up. Hopefully goes well again. I ran that super, super race behind, um, what was that horse? where it, it was a photo finish in the wet at Ramble. Trying to think. Chris Waller. The horse was... Not hinged? Was it hinged? It was exactly the horse you just named. Yeah. Hinged. Bob and go. So that's the right form for a race like this. So Absolutely. I can see why you like it. $3. Have a piece if you would like. Race five, Spirit of Boom Classic, um, over 1,200 as well. So Capital Towers, top of the market. These are typically more your Queensland sort of horses because all of the all the three, three-year-olds that have already run their preparations down in Sydney or Melbourne are done. So Capital Tower, 390, XO Lady, 460, Count the Beans is 650 as well. Uh, political debate, it's an emergency, but it's a horse I've got a little bit of an opinion of at eight. Sandapper, 850, Ringmaster, Brereton, and one I want to make a little special mention to. So, Jackson, mate, you own a hair and a nose, one nostril, just one singular nostril of this horse. It's an Annabelle Nation trained horse, Swiss Exile. And, geez, you get a gun jockey this week, not notified. Yes. Yeah. Love to see the unknown next to your horse's name on a Saturday when J-Mac and Nashville Willer and everyone gets booked around you. It's fucking awesome feeling. But on a, on a genuine note, and this is trying to put bias aside, he is a horse that has genuine ability. Will he win this weekend? I'm not sure. He does have form on the board, though. He's got a group three placing behind um, uh, Getter, which is fine enough form for this. Uh, whether he gets through the going, it's still yet to be determined. He has had a couple of runs. Uh, in saying that, he got rolled at $1.50 first up uh, in his Sunshine Coast Maiden, which is you know pretty much the plight of being an owner. I think on pure talent, Swiss Exile would, would be a 5 to $6 chance in this field. He just The penny just hasn't dropped yet for him. So whether he can put it together on Saturday and, and you know put in a good jockey, um, a good showing, we do need a jockey booking. That's the first thing I want to say <laughs> before, we, before we step in. That'd be lovely. But look, he maps well. He, he's drawn six. He can get him behind them and, and hopefully be close enough and present when needed. Whether he's got the finish in him, we'll find out. But I'll be backing him each way just quietly at that $19 quote. The other horse I'm interested in um, was Count de Beans. So that was a horse that was nominated for the same maiden as Swiss Exile. Ended up going down to Grafton instead for a little bit of a dry track. It was still heavy that day, but it wasn't bottomless like it was at Sunshine Coast. That horse made an absolute mess of them. Went straight outside the lead and just booted away uh, for a five-length victory. 
I think it really can skip through the going here. It looks like to get, you know, sit outside the lead again here with this map. So between those two, they're both at some really decent odds. I think you can uh, hopefully get a bit of cash. I think if me and you, if, if I keep my mobility sessions up and you continue the gym, maybe we could take the ride on Swiss Exile. I think so. I, I've got to get down to 56 or something by Saturday and try and get up there and give him a steer and just try and get him one out, one back because I don't know who's on it. Annabelle Nisha might have to ride him on Saturday. Who knows? She might have to put her hand up. Mate, I'll, t- I'll happily take the ride. And then <laughs> I would, I'd say there'll be a big firm in the market if, that, if that's <laughs> I just want to, one I did mention as I read the, read the names out, political debate. So this horse was like 30 to into $5 on debut. Ran a really nice race. Waller, Pike, there's just something about it. It looks like they've sort of set it for a preparation up there. So if it does get a start, it's second emergency currently. I thought it was a really good run first up. And that market backing was obviously exactly what you want to see for a debutante. Race six, Magic Millions, Bright Shadow. Um, obviously... This is a 1,200-meter race. There's going to be dual acceptors everywhere on the weekend. So we already see our first one in Wine Diva here. Just want to make quick mention, we are recording this on a Wednesday night. So prices are obviously subject to change and as are fields. We, we might end up tipping 10 horses and three of them run. So just we'll try and give a good overview of all the races altogether so that if there are horses that do end up getting scratched, you, you still get a bit of information out of it. One Diva, so 54 kilos, super win first up, get the 380. Now, this horse is coming over from, from New Zealand. This is Babylon Berlin. J-Mac takes the right for Tony Pike. It's four bucks. Kisakano's 10s, Written Beauty 11s, East Asia 11s, and then further down to sort of these uh, more Queensland horses. What'd you like? Did you have a... It's sort of a tough race for me to assess. Yeah, for sure. It's very close to a capacity field if they all if they all do run. You've obviously got big fields all over the place at Eagle Farm on the weekend. And I think this is a race that you're probably not going to be stepping into with a big amount of confidence. And you're probably not looking to smash any of these horses on the weekend. But like, like you say, that you know, we could wake up on Saturday morning and half the field could be gone. They could be wiped out and scratched. And then, you know, one might pop its head up and you go, okay, this is the one I want to back. At this early stage, I do think that Babylon Berlin is a horse that has a lot of talent. Um, obviously, they've come over from New Zealand and they've probably identified this race as a nice kickoff point for them in terms of an Aussie campaign. It's really run a nose or you know thereabouts to sort of state. That's really good form for this. Um, just both those horses paired off down there in New Zealand in their last start. There was a huge gap back to third there and they just, just got uh, nailed by sort of state in the end. So... Really brave effort there. And if it repeats that, it's going to be really hard to beat. And I think the price is fine as well. The other horse I just want to make a little mention to as well is uh, Written Beauty. This horse just needs to regain its three-year-old form. She's, she's a, a filly back in the day that, you know, was revered as one of the best um, in terms of those short courses. You know, since fallen off and, you know, lost her way a little bit um, in this four-year-old campaign. So I'm waiting for her to sort of come back. She has had a change of stable. She's gone from the Hawks to Chris Waller. So... You know, not exactly chalk and cheese, but two of the best camps. So, you know, the horse has got good ability and any sort of transfers like that, you've got to take notice. But if that horse can turn up and find a glimpse of its three-year-old form, she's definitely thereabouts. I agree. I agree. I'm with Babylon Berlin as well. I think that sort of state form is just super for this. You know, the horse goes well in the wet. Um, Yeah, I think it's a, a nice bet at $4. Race seven, um, the drink wise rough habit plate. So we see character go around again. They 
he brought it back in distance from from uh, from a derby. Um, sort of failed there on a really gluggy, deep, dead track, and then comes back to sort of what sixteen, eighteen hundred, and runs a really good race. So hard to be against him. But three seventy, Pinarello six, Verona six, Dark Destroyer six fifty. Anything goes is nine bucks. Ashgrove, Roach, their thirteens, and Tutakaka and Kate Brereton of fourteens and eighteens. Bit of a nothing race. It is a little bit of a nothing race. I really did think that character was the starting point for me. I know it's the obvious pick. It's the top weight and it's the favourite. But I was looking around trying to find one to beat it. And I just couldn't at the end of the day. I think it maps really well. It's going to, you know, boot up there or thereabouts from that middle to inside barrier. They've found J-Mac. I just think it's the, the simple play here. You go in and out. I think they might take it on and try and look for it for some value on the weekend. So you might just hold your powder for now and just work out if you can get a better price on Saturday. But the horse is really strong through the line. The question mark is, is it going to get this trip? You obviously touched on that it failed at that derby trick, but that track that day was just hideous. It was really, it really was bottomless. Those horses were half underground by the time they got to the 200. So I'm happy to forgive any of those runs out of there. And, if he does handle this going and on this track um, out to 2,200 or 21,500, whatever they, they want to throw up now. Two, one, four, three. What it, whatever that is. I'm not sure who makes those decisions, but uh, they need to be sacked. But if Carrington can get the two, one, four, three, I think he can win. There you go. If Carrington, I hope that last 43 metres doesn't... Uh, well, I hope he's not finding the line in the last 43 anyway. <laughs> if he's finding the line and just, just a little bit short of that 2,200. <laughs> I'm going to back one just at a little bit of odds. So this horse is Tutukaka. Went over to New Zealand for a preparation. Had an okay prep, but this was a horse that went on a derby path down here in Melbourne. Actually knocked off character in a listed race at Geelong last preparation. Went on to run sixth in the derby behind Hitotsu. Albeit it was 10 lengths behind Hitotsu, but I think that uh, I've got a bit of an opinion. Nashville Wheeler engaged, doesn't mind the wet going. I, I just thought 14, 15 bucks, I, I'm happy to have just a small spec each way if it can find any of its form from last prep. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree. Character will be hard to beat if he, do, if he does turn up on the day. Race eight. This is the Doombin 10,000 at Eagle Farm. So we're going to call it the Eagle 10,000. Um, <laughs> I don't know how this is. It just doesn't make sense, but whatever. The track just must be in no good, Nick. Mazu, top of the market. The boy that we talked about at the start of the session, um, he's obviously just got an Everest slot. So if he, if he wants to live up to the expectations, I think he's probably got to put this field away. 270 represents that pretty well. Kementari's nine bucks. Then Count Darupi's similar. Paul Ailey, tens on Trivier. Isotope are also tens. Generation Rothfire, Zoo Style, Minhaj. Shelby 66 is going around again. Danny Williams has ridden him up to Queensland for the ride. Mars is 270. It's hard to find one to knock him off, isn't it? It is. He's just got that beautiful racing pattern where he sits outside the speed. And we've obviously had a lot to say about the affinity he's got with Sam Clippo. They just, you know, they know each other so well. He knows when to press the button on this horse. And most often he gives, you know, absolute effort at the end there. So look, Mars is hard to beat. In terms of what I'm doing with the play, there's, there's a couple of horses and I've, I've, uh, we've obviously had a little bit of a chat about where you're going and I can't believe it, but I'll, I'll save that for you. But look, I think Generation is a horse that can run well here. He's another one that um, from a map standpoint can run really well. He's obviously got that middle drawer and needs to be positive from there. So I hope they can find that one out one back trip. 
I think he's going to have Mazu on his inside. He's done nothing wrong this campaign. He's obviously had that really nice run down at the Valley, which was just not his track um, when September run that night. Um, I think he comes back to 1,200 here. He doesn't mind going through the, the, the soft going here. He's untried on a heavy. So, you know, we've got a high level of confidence that the race or, or the track on the weekend will be a heavy 10, heavy 9. So let's just work off that. He's untried there, so you can't knock him on the heavy. So I'm happy to take it. And, you know, double figure odds for generation, I'm happy to take it. I'm not against Marzu. And that's, this is not me being against him. Just don't, don't say that I'm against Marzu. It's nothing to do with that. You can definitely win. <laughs> I feel sick. I'm going to say it. Ned, just remember, there's a lot of faithful punters and loyal listeners out there that are taking what we say to heart. We love our listeners. We love them, right? Where are you going with this, Ned? I'd never want to put anyone through pain, but I've put myself through pain already. So, <laughs> Kevin Tari, all right? Hear me you out. Hear me said, out. You said the K word. Hear me out. We spoke last, last time that this horse ran. So first up, okay, we spoke about the fact that we think that this horse goes better as he's gotten older in terms of wet going. So getting his toe in, he seems to just enjoy it. And he actually came out and proved it. He was, he was nothing short of fantastic that day when he won, when Nash nearly took out 14 horses and took out the, 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 the running rail as well. If that, if that wasn't the run, if he was on the outside, I reckon he wins the race by two or three lengths. He was going that well. I just think that 57 kilos for Marzu and 58 and a half for Gementari isn't enough of a weight swing for a few years difference in experience. You get nine bucks and 290 the place. I think it's a really good place bet. I feel absolutely ill, like ill to my stomach saying it, but I don't know. I just... I, yeah. I, I think the most important thing with Gementari is that they get Nash again. They've booked him again. Nash has followed him up there. Obviously, when you see a, a jockey travel interstate to go up here with a horse, and we can say it, he has travelled up for, for Special K. It's not any other ride that he's worried about over the weekend. He does have other rides throughout the day, but this is what he's come up for. So anytime you see that, you take note. And look, it's it's hats off if, if you can find him, but I, I can't find him. I've you know resigned to my fate that you can never catch the dickhead. He'll, he'll pop up when he's $9, $10 unwanted, and then all of a sudden, you know, he'll go missing for three, four starts. It's just who he is. Should we leave it there with Special K? We'll leave it with Special K. I hope we're back next week having a, either a laugh about it or we're grinning about it. So we'll roll over to Scone. So that's that's it for Eagle Farm. Really good meeting they put together there, despite how many runners we end up getting. Who knows? But Scone. So this is Scone's sort of time to shine for the year. They have a really good carnival for this few days. Um, we're going to do races six, seven, eight, and nine. So we're going to kick off in race six, which is the Coolmore. Dennis's Joy Stakes. Um, it's over 1,100. There's a few real smart horses in this race. So IME tops it at 350. This is a, a three-year-old Phillies race, but this is a, a really lightly raced one. 350, Zapateo sevens, a very fine Reds eights, Najmati nines, Comrade Rossa 950. And you've even got a horse like Mallory, who's 12 bucks as well. Um, it's a lot of horses that we don't probably know loads about we found out a few things about some of these horses but anything could probably happen in this race i think so but look the starting point for me is this favorite ime and it's a horse that we've both touched on we've got a little bit of an opinion of and there's definitely no ceiling on it this horse has been doing it easily in melbourne just been smashing them 
doing pretty well on the clock as well. It hasn't been too bad um, as far as the sectionals go as well. So, look, I think it's the starting point. It is going to be hard to beat. And anytime you see Mar Eustace next to a horse that's on the up, um, especially these young, lightly raced horses, you've got to take notice. So I'm happy to play on it. The other horse that I do have a slight opinion on as well is Zapateo. Obviously, I'm bringing up old wounds there and rubbing salt in. Um, unfortunately, just got nailed in that race where uh, the Godolphin had the first four in the last round week a few weeks ago. Since had a nice little tune-up trial. Wasn't asked to do much there. And they've just kept him fresh for this. He does get through the going. It will be a heavy deck on Scone um, on the weekend. It's a soft five at the moment. But again, filming Wednesday night, likely will be a heavy deck. No problems with that at all. I think the horse will get through it. And I even think that a wide gate's probably an advantage on the weekend as well. I'm with IME as well. I, I like the fact that they just keep it at 1100. Like they, they keep her at 1100. It, it's been racing really well. It's got a nice racing pattern. It's always in the first couple, 53 and a half kilos against the same sex, same um, aged horses. I think it's a massive plus for a horse on the up. Race seven. So it's the Scone Equine Hospital, Luskin Star Stakes. That's a bit of a mouthful. The Equine Hospital, Luskin Star. And a mat. Good horse, really good horse. Building a bit of a picket fence at the moment. 2.30 at the top with Tycoonus, who's also extremely talented, is 4.80. Flying Crazy's eight bucks. Bandersnatch 11s with Edit and True Detective at 17s and a couple longer at 20s and 20s and more. I think if Andermatt runs in this race, just about wins, but you think a little differently? Well, I don't mind. I don't mind Andermatt. And, you know, I think I've been scarred by the Godolphin colours um, just off the back of what happened with Animo and Colette, who's since been retired. And uh, the list goes on, mate. Honestly, I could, like, Honey Creeper, I could honestly go all night. I've just been scarred. So anytime I see a blue jacket now, I get like a little shiver down my spine. So, look, it's maybe that swaying me the other way. But in this race, I'm with Tycoonist simply at the prices. I do think they're pretty evenly matched as far as talent goes. The big concern for me with Tycoonist is that inside barrier. He's a horse that tries very hard and was able to nail Malkovich, who is a very fast horse last start at Hawkesbury. That was a beautiful run. He's primed up well for this. Um, If they can be a little bit more positive from that inside barrier and get him close enough, I hope that that inside's not off on the weekend and they can make up ground and try and sneak up on the inside there because I think he's a big chance. And obviously, look, Andermatt's going to be hard to beat, but at the prices, I've got to be with Tycoonist. I was just a little bit worried about 1300. Like it's, it is an extra hundred meters. If it's soft ground, like, is it more like a 14 or 1350? So I was pretty happy with Andermatt. I thought that the conditions really suit wet grounds, definitely not an issue for the horse. Two thirties, nothing over the top to be raving about, but I just thought the price is probably justified going well. I'd be surprised to see, if, see it get knocked off. Race eight, Arafield dark jewel classic. Um, really, really open market. A lot of horses, have actually been up for quite some time. You've got Never Talk and Wonder Bar and a couple of these, Mirror Vision, who have all sort of, this is their fifth and sixth runs in their prep. Anyway, so Never Talk, six. Legaciol, 650. Brookspire, I don't know how anyone could ever back this horse. I just, until it wins, I cannot trust it. Seven bucks, Mirror Vision, eights. Wonder Bar, eights as well. Majestic Shot, eight dollars, who I'm sure we'll touch on during this preview. And Fashionelle's tens and the rest are 11 plus. Bloody open, and you can see why. It is super open. It's realistically, it's a non-betting race. Uh, the map is even a bit messy as well. You got Flash and L that you know, if if he gets you know close enough, he'll just boot up and make this a fast race. But Rossa Ross has got good speed as well, so you know the speed will be on. It might 
realistically find out a couple of these horses that are early on in their prep could be a testing track on the weekend if there is fast speed over 1400 it's simply going to be survival of the fittest it's more of a dartboard slash chocolate wheel race for me you just sort of put your hand over your face toss a dart and whatever it lands on you go with but look for me it's a non-bet but the only horse that i could make a little bit of a, a case for is legay Soleil. if they make ground that's the big query with it um i did mind its run um uh, it was at Ramwick uh, over a mile, uh, a race that w- Lelud won. Horses just weren't making up ground that week. And it, it was a bit of a, a pattern throughout the, the spring carnival or autumn carnival, sorry, for, for Sydney that horses just weren't able to make ground. This horse has got that pattern where they genuinely get back and try and run on. If they're, if the pattern suits on Scone, I think he can run well, but won't be having a bet myself. I'm going to play two, nothing over the top. I'm certainly not trying to win a week's wage in this race. But Mirror Vision, I thought $8 is a reasonable price. Like this horse is coming through form lines of Lighthouse in Group 1 races where it ran second. Problems of success, and that was on wet ground as well. I just thought $8 for a really experienced horse, and that's probably the horse you want to be sort of looking for in a race like this who's been up for a little bit. thought $8 looked okay. And then the other one who has been a little bit costly for me, but I'm going to continue to throw my hat in the ring majestic shot so it's had three or four runs this preparation at Ramwick two starts back behind Bella Nipatina was fantastic arguably could have won that race he's come out and run another really good race um in got at Gosford on the weekend if they choose to run I'd, I see it. I don't see it running anywhere further than fourth or fifth I, I see it in the top couple but yeah just can't get a win on the board at the moment so I'm just going to play those two that's that's the way I'm going to see the race Race nine is the final race we're going to cover at Scone. Andermatt's also accepted in this race. So I'm guessing as a second emergency, this probably might be the race that they go to if it gets the opportunity. But 220, we'll do the form without Andermatt in the race. Um, so it's 220. And then you go Malkovich, 550. 11, 11, 750. Heron's first up, 750. Tycoonus also accepted in the race. Petrus, it's me. They're really trying to get a kill with it's me, but just can't quite... Lord Olympus is 14s. Tough race. I feel like these horses have all versed each other but previously in some sort of Queensland carnival or something. Yeah, it is another tough race and a big field again. And Tycoonus is actually accepted for this race as well. So there's two dual acceptors that could make a big impact on the final fields here. So let's just uh, look at this as if Andermatt and Tycoonus are going into that previous race. With that being said, I'm going to roll with Malkovich here. He's just a horse that's just super fast. I don't know if there's a horse on the country, maybe Marabi potentially, that can match him over four, 600 metres, um, that first sort of couple of sectionals in a race. He just burns them off and then it's just survival of the fittest from there. So he's drawn the pole here, finds Rachel King. She's a super front-running jockey. They had a crack at a group one with him. They tried to go to the Galaxy a little bit earlier on in his autumn prep. Just probably not up to that level. And I think they've worked that out. They had a crack. They had to throw up the stumps. Didn't work out. They've dropped him back in class now and they've kept him at these nice sprint trips. They don't try and extend him out to 1,200. They know what the horse is about. They've found a really good front-running jockey in King, as I said, and I'm happy to be with him at those each-way odds. I think he's probably the best each-way player of the day for me. For sure. I'll, I'll just be doing whatever you say for that race because I've got to tell you, I have absolutely no opinion. Uh, keep me as far away from it as possible. Hopefully hopefully, I'm, I'm celebrating a win in the change room when that race is on. Um. That's it for Scone. So not a bad little meeting there. We'll roll over to Flemington. So this is going to move pretty quickly. So we've got Flemington race seven, which is the Andrew Ramsden. So winner of this race actually gets to get, gets an exemption 
straight into the Melbourne Cup. Um, so it's good to see, you know, there's, these are probably second and third tier horses. So if, if a horse like, you know, Splendiferous or Point Nepean do happen to get a kill here and straight in, they might not get the opportunity to do so as the year goes on based on rankings. So it's a good way to do it. So Splendiferous is three fifty. Point Nepean four bucks. Through Irish Eyes is five fifty. Lunsies, geez, they keep going around with this bloody thing, don't they? Six fifty as well. Warning eight fifty, and then Sound of Cannons is eighteen. So the rest are double figures. I, the staying races, like this, is seriously our second tier, and I'd be hard string to have a friend other than you that would know more than one horse. <laughs> I think it's um I think it's probably a, a good representation of how thinly spread the quality is across uh you know four or five cards and it it's pretty typical when horses uh or the good horses anyway move away from Sydney and Melbourne you get a handful of them up there in Queensland a handful go to Adelaide and they're just thinly spread across the four major cities over the weekend so yeah look it's it's hard to make a case um you know, to, to head out to Flemington on, on, on Saturday if, you, if you're down there. But look, this, this race is nice enough. And as you said, you, you can punch your ticket into the Melbourne Cup here with an exemption. So it's, a, it's enough to get excited about. I want to be with the horse that I know is going to run out 2,800. I know it's got the class and has got the runs on the board. And that's warning for me. I love the booking of Jamie Mott. He's one of the best heavyweight jockeys going around. He doesn't muck around and try to get down to 54, 55 and try and you know, maneuver opportunities that way. He just waits for these type of rides to come about. He's a super strong jockey. Um, I'd like to see him get moving on this horse from the six, 700, because he's a horse that needs to sustain a really long sprint and run through the line. Hopefully they, they get that here. He's got a great racing pattern, settles midfield and usually gives himself every chance. So steer the big fella out of traffic. And I think he'll give you a really good run for your cash. Nice. I'm with Splendiferous. I was really, really impressed with its, um, its win in Adelaide. Um, thought it was fantastic. That was over 2,500, giving me the signs that it will get 2,800 for sure. Um, Gay and Adrian, your typical front runner, really rock hard fit. It put five lengths on designs in Adelaide. So I thought it was the one. Whether I'm going to be diving in head first, I don't think so. But if I was going to have to play one of them, it would definitely be Splendiferous. We're going to roll over to South Australia now. So just the one race over in Melbourne and it's the SA Derby. So it's a group one. Um, it's over, I, I believe they run theirs over 2,400. Don't hold me to that, but Allegron's 280. Detonator Jack is 480. Jungle Magnate 650. Harley, Mo Harley Moven is 750. Your is 17s, if that's where, how we're going to say it. Commander Harry 18s and the nephew is 26 and the rest are more. Um, Allegron's probably the class runner. So fair enough at 280, but... Geez, I couldn't be having it at 280. Absolutely not. But it is the horse with the runs on the board. It's just one of those things where you're just gambling most of the time. In terms of these Derby and, and Oaks trips, you're just gambling with who's going to run the trip. It's not even about the speed sometimes as well. Even when they go a slow speed, you, you're probably looking at more than half the field that probably don't run it out. I want to be with a horse that I think can run it out. Obviously, hasn't been tested at that trip, as most of these horses haven't. I'm with Yappet or Yaffet, whichever way you want to go about it. Benny Allen's in really good form at the moment. Um, he's, he's recently a, a new Group 1 winning jockey, so hats off to him. He's, he's high on confidence. He's, he's a, a young jockey on the rise, so I'm happy to, to sort of put my trust in him here. This horse is at $19 to win and 4 dollars the place, so this is the type of race we try and look for a bit of value. He was warming up really late there behind Elzami last start at Caulfield. The form is a little bit questionable, but I'm more taking the standpoint of that I know this horse will run out the trip based on, on off what I've seen. So 
2,500 should be okay for him. Other than that, I can't really make a case for much else. The favourite obviously looks hard to beat, but again, the Blue Jackets, mate, I just, you know, I just don't know anymore. I just, it's always caution. It's always start tiptoeing and hold your breath. So you just never know if he's prepared him properly anymore. That's, that's the thing. And it's a, it's a harsh thing to say, but I've been scarred, Ned. I can feel the scarring, mate. It's burning my eyesight. It's, um, you're definitely not holding back on it either, which I love. I love that you back yourself. He's definitely the class, though. You, you, can't, you can't question that. If he's up to his best, he probably does win. Good to hear, though. Yafet's 17 or 18 bucks at the moment. So if you feel like having a, a little bit of a play, go that way, I reckon. I want to talk about something with you. We're going to talk about something. We talk about it every week. Every single week we talk about this bet. And it's a good bet. You know what? It's better than a good bet. It's actually much better than a good bet. It's the best bet. And you know what it is? It's the best Western. Jacko, what have you got for me this week, brother? We are sending the sirens off nice and early. We're going race two. And funnily enough, it's the first time we've done a best Western. They're not at our, our mates out at Ascot. They're over at Belmont. So, you know, there, there are other tracks in WA. <laughs> wow. Would you know it? Would you know it? There are other tracks out in WA. I don't know if that, somebody's done a typo on punters here and I'm just misreading or I need to go to Specsavers or something, but it does say Belmont in front of me. So for now, let's stick with Belmont race two. And I'm going with God has chosen here. I don't know what price you'll get as far as fixed at the moment, guys. We are filming on a Wednesday night. We're looking at top tote plus at the moment. So you're just going to have to take me for my word here. It will start favourite. I know that. How short it will be, I guess we'll have to find out. But this horse has got lengths as far as talent goes on this field. And I think we can get one on the board early here. I've been waiting for this horse to get out to a mile. He's been really good at 1,400, but I just think he's going to be much better suited. He's been really strong through the line for all his starts and building a nice little record Record here. Six wins from 10 starts and only missed the, uh, only missed the top two once in those 10 starts. So this is a horse that I think could potentially make a mess of him if he gets the right race shape here. Have we got a time of the race? Let's have a look. We are at 2.39 p.m., so they're a little bit earlier wow. on. Yeah. There you go. So it's it's not so much of a lifeline this week. It's actually It might be something to get the fire burning, could you say? Yeah, it, it could be. You know, you're halfway through the day. You need to get up off the canvas. You need to be lifted off. So God has chosen could be it, guys. Keep an eye on it. Make sure you're not waiting for the best Western at 6, 7 o'clock because we're going bang early here, early doors. There you go. Interesting to note. Best Western, 239. God has chosen. Hopefully he chooses to, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. There you go. God has chosen. Hopefully he chooses to win. Was that what I was going to say? I don't know. Jesus, interesting dribble. Um, have you got a best bet other than the best Western? Like, I know it's, it's a tough sort of day to have, have a best bet, but did you have one in particular? Yeah, I did really think that Star Tons would win the fourth at Eagle Farm. And outside of that, uh, Malkovich, I was really happy with. I was, I was really happy with um, uh, at that $8 quote. Each way odds, I thought that was the best value of the day down in Scone. Fantastic, mate. Well, I probably won't be having a punt. Well, I will. It'll be a pre-punt and then I check after the game. So it's sort of like, even if you win, like in terms of footy, sometimes you check your phone and you go, Lost 500 today it's, as well. It, it's a tough... If it's such a tough situation to be in because you're laying your chips out on the table early doors and you just got to turn away and pretend it's not happening. And you check, you go in and check the bet slip after and it's just blood. There's just crimson all through your bet slip. <laughs> it's such a tough way to do it. Like, you, Because usually you can like sort of deposit 100 and, you know, build your way up and then you might get to play with three or 400 come the middle of the day. But if I want to have eight bets... 
Like I've got to outlay X amount of dollars straight off the cuff. Like if I'm, if I don't back a winner, I'm done. That's it. Gone. Flatlined. It's sickening. But what's even more sickening is not having a punt on a Saturday. That'd be a crime. So mate, it's been a pleasure. Good luck. If you have a punt punters, best Western 239. That's all I'm going to remind you. It's the last time I'm going to remind you get involved. We love your work. Thanks boys. Good to be back.